no, no takers, no takers of the children. Well, uh, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Zoe, and I am an intern at the church. And this is my first all-age worship talk. So please be kind to me. So, um, children, are we all sitting comfortably up at the front? No. Oh, no. How? Why could that be? I can't lie down. There's a huge wooden thing in there. Caleb Hunter cannot lie down because a huge wooden thing is in the way. Is this a problem, children? Yes? What can we do about it? Do we have one young child who tried to be able to... Hannah, can you try to help us move it? Good job, Hannah. But guys, Hannah can't do it alone. She's going to drop it. Can we have some other children that can all come help her and be careful of splinters? Guys, should we take this away now? Okay, let's bend our knees and put it down here. Be careful of our toes as we put it down. Great job, children. And so I feel like what happened right there was slightly artificial. But nonetheless, I think it illustrates a really helpful thing that our passage also talks about. What it shows is it shows that when one person tries to do something, when just Hannah tried to lift that pallet, she couldn't. But when lots of people all came and helped her, then she was able to do what she wanted to do. In other words, what I think I saw was that when lots of you children all worked together, you were more powerful. You had more ability to do the things you want to do. And one... My favorite verse from what Jonathan just read is being projected for us right now. And it says, God did not give us a spirit that makes us afraid. Rather, God has given us a spirit of power and of love and of self-control. Often I find myself, when I, when I read the Bible and I think, God, what are you trying to say to me in the Bible? I try to think about experiences I've had that helped me understand what I think that God's saying to me. And one thing, one experience that came to my mind was when I, two Thursdays ago, went to the Hackney Citizens Assembly when they interviewed the different candidates who wanted to be mayor. How many people were there? Should we put our hands up? Yeah, quite a lot of us were there. I really enjoyed going. There were about 45 different people from the church there. Um, and what happened in this assembly was Hackney Citizens, which is made up of 26 different institutions, some churches and some schools, we all got together six months ago and we said, what are the main problems in Hackney? We all thought, and we did some voting, and we picked our five issues. And at this assembly, we showed a short video about what children and young people thought about those issues. And so, given that there's so much of our church family here, and so much of our church family was there at the night, and so many of our children and young people were in those videos, let us watch those videos right now.
biggest housing problems is probably like the price of the houses because that's how some people are struggling to get them. My bedroom has got, um, it's quite small and it's got some mould um, growing on top of the ceiling. When you think of the word house, you think safe, but if it's not safe, then why is it a house? We need to build more homes in Hackney that people can afford. What do you think about housing in Hackney? I think young people should be listened to because the decisions that are made now are really going to affect them in the future. Growing up in Hackney, it can be scary at times. I feel like a lot of young people carry knives because of the fear that others are also carrying knives. We need to make more safer youth groups that have good reputations that more young people would go to them. These youth centres helped me. They they, you know, they make you feel uh, valued as a young person and I really felt that. There should be more sports facilities and play areas for younger kids. Are there enough opportunities for young people in Hackney? I don't think so. I feel that refugees are people that leave their regular um, place of living because of a war or like a natural disaster. Don't judge them just because they are different from us but treat them equal. We should make them feel comfortable wherever they are. A lot of our parents were also had to flee from war zones um, and some situations like that. Uh, what we should do to help refugees is just welcome them here because um, they need a home because we have a home and if we welcome them in and they are equals. Do you think that Hackney could do more to welcome refugees? Because I do. As a student who, um, who does his A-levels and how overwhelming it can be to get um, work sorted and, and done, uh, it can you know, put real pressure on you. And my ability to think can be hindered sometimes because um, it's not like I can express the way I feel. When it comes to dealing with it, I don't see that there's anyone I can speak to because it has a negative stigma. Like, I can't speak to anyone because I've been told to man up or, or to sort it out and just deal with it. I've never um, heard or seen um, ads on mental health for young people in Hackney, so maybe that means that they need to do something um, like to do more. It is affecting young people in London, in Hackney. Are we doing enough to deal with mental health problems in Hackney? I was so proud to see so many of the St. John's children and young people in those videos and how many people came to watch and who sang in the choir sing for a change. And I thought, why not invite some people up to share with the church about how they found being in the assembly. Do you want to come up, Caleb, Sarah, Pippa? Anyone else? If you want to come up, no pressure. Come on up. So, um, Pippa, just to start off, can you explain to us what exactly happened? I know I did a kind of explanation, but I'm sure you'd do a better one. So, um, at the mayoral um, assembly, um, there were like 450 people from different institutions there, and we presented five topics to the mayoral candidates from Labour, Lib Dem and the Green Party 
and mm. we did this by showing them a video, ones that you watched, and we sang them a song that Sarah's choirs did, and then people said testimonies about those topics, and then the candidates said whether or not they'd help us. And the five topics were mental health, housing, youth opportunities, refugees, and energy and poverty. And um, most of the mayoral candidates said yes to the questions. So that's good. That's a great explanation. Thank you so much, Pepper. And it's wonderful to have so many people who were part of the assembly up here. And this was only a fraction of the people who came. Um, why don't we start by quickly all saying what we did in the assembly, and then I've got two questions for you. And then we can have some more thinking about the Bible. Um, I was in the video, and I also did photography at the event. I was part of the choir, Sing for Change. I was a part of St. John's Choir. I was also part of St. John's Choir and in the video. I was part of the video. And I hold, held the banner. I was part of the St. John's Choir and the video. Uh, I was conducting the choirs. I was in Sing for a Change Choir. I was part of the video and I was a photographer. I was holding the banner. <laughs> Very important role. And guys, what was your favorite part of the assembly? Yeah, go for it, I think it was definitely, I really enjoyed the music and all the putting singing to uh, what I, we were talking about and the issues. So it, it wasn't just sitting, it was fun and exciting to be at. Eli. I enjoyed me seeing myself on the screen and also I enjoyed the singing that the choir performed. Very good. I liked playing my trumpet and singing in the choirs. So lots of music, lots of video. Any adults have a favorite part they want to share? Any youth? Um, it was just amazing looking out from where we were stood at all of the people and all of the children in front of us and how emotional and how stirred up everyone was from the videos and the testimonies. And it was just like change is gonna happen and everyone in this building is affecting change. Um, and it was a really great way of demonstrating that and teaching that to all the children that were there, that this is how we can make change happen. Great, agreed. Um, and guys, we went in part because we live in Hackney, or some of us live in Hackney, and we said we want our mayor to help, making ha help make Hackney a better place. But we also went and were part of this assembly because we were Christians. And why do you think it's important for Christians to do things like going to this assembly? Um, I feel like as Christians, you're stewards to the world, so to go to assembly and like also speak about change is the way of like taking care of the world and it's also a way to like also do god's work i should say to like help you to like enter into heaven because like god would love like what you're doing um so many reasons where to begin 
Um, I think that, yeah, as Sharon said, we're stewards of this world, and I think that, you know, when we look around us, we can see the world can be, you know, it's such a broken place, and there's so much wrong with it, so much, so much, so much pain and hurt and suffering. And, um, and I think that as Christians, God really calls us to try and do something about that. Um, you know, he told us to love our neighbor, and that's everyone. Um, and in doing that, um, I think that involves taking action, um, not just for the person that's literally next to us, but for everyone. You know, and he also calls us, you know, we pray in the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And um, yeah, just kind of bringing that God's kingdom, that place where that's going to be perfect and amazing and beautiful, just bringing a little piece of that into the earth now. And I think that's why, as Christians, that, that I get involved in these things. Thank you so much, Sarah. And thank you guys for sharing. And I um, loved seeing you at the assembly. So thank you. Let's give them a hand. So as, as I began um, this all-age talk, I began it by saying that often I feel like God speaks to me when I both read a piece of the Bible and think about an experience. And I say, what does that experience help? How does that experience help me to understand the Bible? How does the Bible help me to understand that experience? And as I was doing that, as I was reading this passage that was read for us today, as I was thinking about the assembly that so many of you guys participated in, I thought of three things. The first thing I thought is that we are stronger together. Should we say that back? We are stronger together. The second thing that I thought is our faith is a faith to be passed on. Should we say that together? And our, the final thing I thought is that fire starts with a spark. Fire starts with a spark. So I'm going to go through each one of those things and sort of explain what it means to me. And I hope that we'll all find encouragement in it. So my first point is that we are stronger together. We saw when we moved the pallet that one person couldn't do it. But when we all joined together, we could. We saw in the assembly that if one person goes up to the mayor and says, Mayor, please can you take more refugees in Hackney? He'll laugh at you. But if you have 450 people in an assembly hall who all say, this is important to me, then that's power. And you see that in this passage. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read us the description of faith that we have in this passage. And I'm going to need some help from you guys. So whenever you hear us, can you shout us, us back? Whenever you hear I, then you shout I back. So I'm going to read us this passage and see how Timothy describes faith to us. <laughs> Great shout. Are we ready? Now let it grow. As a small flame grows into a fire, God did not give us a spirit that makes us afraid. He gave us a spirit of power and of love and of self-control. So do not be ashamed to tell people about our Lord Jesus. And do not be ashamed of me. I am in the prison for the Lord. But suffer with me for, good, for the good news. God gives us strength to do that. God saved us 
to be made into a holy people. That was not because of anything that we did ourselves. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but because he wanted us. But because he wanted us. And because of his grace. That grace was given to us through Jesus Christ before time began. It was not shown to us until our Savior Jesus Christ came. Jesus destroyed death. And through the good news, he showed us the way to have life that cannot be destroyed. Amen. Thank you so much for contributing. And I think that we learned something in this passage, and that is that the word us was used a lot. And I think that we can learn something from that. And I think what we can learn is that our faith isn't just about one person. It isn't just about me saying, God has given me a revelation, and I am going to do these great things. It's about Caleb and Seth working together. It's about us as a church working together. No, we don't need to do it anymore, otherwise I, I couldn't keep up. So the first thing that we can learn is that we're stronger together because the faith that God has given us is a shared faith. Our second point is that we have to pass our faith on. The, one of the great things about an all-age worship service is that we have the children here and we have the adults here and we have the youth here, and we say we can all learn from each other. This passage begins with um, saying, I remember your true faith, the kind of faith, that kind of faith, first belonged to your grandmother Lois, and then to your mother Eunice, and now I know it belongs to you. We as a church here in Honkston have our faith because it's been passed down from generation from, to generation to generation. From the first disciples to us, there was a story that connects us. To you children, there'd probably be adults that explained your faith to you. To you adults, there would have been maybe a parent or maybe a friend that described your faith to you. Our faith is something that we don't, aren't just born with, but something that we pass on. We also saw that in that Hackney Citizens Assembly that we heard about. In that assembly, we had children who came to sing alongside the adults. And the adults were saying to the children, children, we have power to act in this world. We believe that you don't just need to say yes to whatever politicians say, but we can come together and we can make a change together. And those adults showed those children, look, you can be part of something. You can make change. And our third point, this fire starts with a spark. Let's see how they describe faith here. They say, now let your faith grow as a small flame grows into a fire. Guys, I don't know, have you ever seen a really big fire in your life? Like a bomb fire? Or have you heard about the forest fires that happen in Australia when a whole area is just burned down? And how it starts is someone, someone leaves a little bit of glass somewhere, and that glass heats up because of the sun and starts a, a single spark. But then, because the wood is so dry, that fire begins to spread and spread and spread. And suddenly, a forest is decimated. 
what was once so small becomes so powerful. And we saw that once again in the assembly that uh, we heard about. Just one person saying to the mayor, Mayor, please will you let refugee, more refugees come to Hackney. The mayor laughs at one person. 450 people in one place. Now that's power. We see that with us as a church. That, um, um, let me think of a good example. When I was in university, um, my student union, we said, let us have a banquet for all of our friends in our, church, in our, in my, in our college. And let's invite them, let's cook them food, and then we'll talk about our faith to them. One person going to our college that was quite an atheist college and saying, I believe I'm in Jesus, kind of gets laughed at. When we had the 10 of us all organized, all cooking food together and saying, come, there are 10 of us and we think that what we believe is legit. That suddenly is a much more powerful thing. So I felt like there were three things that this passage said to me. The first thing is that we are stronger together. The second thing is that we need to realize that our faith is something to be passed on. And our third thing is that all, is that a fire starts with a spark. Big things start with a small thing. And so I have a question for you as a church, for you as children, for you as young people, for you as adults. When you think about your faith, what, where, what do you picture? Do you picture maybe a nervous person with a matchbox about to strike and have a, the first flames, but you're a bit afraid. You don't know what's going to happen, and you don't know if you want to commit. When you picture your faith, do you picture a flickering flame? Are you, have you got, sort of, you want to do something, but you don't know if you can? Do you want to try to share your faith with people knowing you're stronger together and do you want to see your faith grow? Or when you picture your faith, do you guys picture your faith as a raging bonfire? Are you confident and ready to go? And are you thinking, how can I inspire someone else? How can I pass my faith on? Why don't we each think where we are personally. And then let us stand and pray together. Let us stand now. And if you want, if you're comfortable, if it's your tradition, you could choose to open a hand out to God as if to say, God, I would like more of your power in my life. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you that you have not given us a spirit that would make us afraid. Rather, Father, you have given us a spirit that gives us power and love and self-control. I pray, Father, that we would know your power with us, that you would give us confidence to act, confidence to share our faith with our friends, confidence to speak out when things are not right. I pray that you would make us confident people, people who know how to share our faith with others, people who know that you are always at your work. Amen.